All right. That's enough. Let's get to work. Father, we need you. Um, open up every heart. Remove all distractions so we can hear from you. This one's big, God. May we, may your word take root. Remove me and allow your word to flow freely. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said? Any couples in the house today? <laughs> if you're a couple, just, just shout it out online. Any singles in the house today? I promise you, you won't say that at the end of the service. I love going to the ocean, y'all. Uh, it's my favorite thing to do. Um, I, tried, I tried the mountains and the snow, and uh, I, I'm not a mountain or snow guy. I'm an ocean guy, okay? When you go to the ocean, though, you need to know about flags, okay? Now, when you go to the ocean, you're going to see a flag or two. Now, uh, let me give you a little education on this. Whenever you see a green flag, a green flag really, really means that... Um, that whenever they put it in there, just like this, okay, they have a little stand and they put a green flag. Now, what that green flag means is it is okay to swim. It means somebody has uh, observed the ocean. They have, they have monitored it over the last 24 hours or so, and they have looked into the future uh, at the weather and the weather patterns, and they've said that the waves are not too big and, and the currents are not too strong, and, and it's okay for you to go and enjoy yourself in the beach. Whether you're going boating, whether you're going sailing, whether you're going snorkeling, this is a good day for you to go. Whether your kids want to play in the water, all that's good. It is a good day to go into the ocean when you see the green flag. Lord have mercy. But there's another flag. It's called the yellow flag. Whenever you see the yellow flag, what that means is one of the lifeguards have gone out and they have suggested that um, they, they, they've seen a pattern coming and they want you to be a little careful on today. In other words, while the currents are not extraordinarily strong uh, and they won't pull you away, they, they are increasing in their strength. Therefore, the waves are getting a little bigger. Therefore, what they want you to do, as a good lifeguard would suggest, is they want you to be careful. While you can swim, just be careful. Don't go too far as you go boating, as you go sailing. That's appropriate. But, but be care very careful because, because um, the weather patterns are changing. Lord, have mercy. But then there's another flag. There's another flag. It's called the red flag. Whenever you see the red flag, my God, what the red flag means is somebody has gone before you. Somebody has checked the water out, and they have determined that it is not a good day to swim. They have determined that because of the, 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 the waves, because of its patterns, because of the current, because of um, what they perhaps have seen, they want you to know that today ain't a good day to swim. Now, they're not forcing you not to. But what they've said is, based on, listen, based on past experiences... Based on what they have seen in the past, based on the number of people that have died that go out and swim during this kind of pattern, they have said, if I were in your place, I would not be swimming today. There's one more. Lord have mercy. Ladies and gentlemen, as somebody who loves going to the beach, you need to listen to me on this one. When you see two red flags, good God Almighty. When you see two red flags, no, let me tell you what that means. That means there has been sighting of some creature that if you go into this water, some creature might get you. Therefore, not only are the waves big, not only are the clouds dark, not only have, have the patterns shifted, not only are the currents extraordinarily strong, they want you to know they have seen a creature. And if you go in there, you're going in there at your own expense. Then they would say, I have seen experiences like this. I've seen days like this. And every time I see somebody go, more people go out than come back in. And their whole point to you is, therefore, 
Don't rush in under these circumstances. They'd actually go out so far and say, if I see you out there, I'm going to tell you once to get up out of there. But if you don't, I'm going to leave you alone. But guess what? Ain't nobody coming for you. Today I want to talk about red flags. <laughs> I'm going to read one verse of scripture. This verse is so important that, um, that the Lord wanted it to be in the Proverbs twice. Same verse, two times. Because they know some of you are going to read it and forget it. So he wanted to do it in verse 22 and then do it again in verse 27. So that if you miss it in 22, you're going to see it again in 27. And if you see two times, you're going to know. Take note of this one. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just here to tell you. If you it, this is one of those verses you need to memorize. You need to let your kids memorize it. You need to let your granny memorize it. You need to let your nana memorize it. You need to let your teenagers Memorize it. Why don't you stand with me and let's read this one verse. Lord have mercy on today. Lord have mercy. One verse in the Bible. Here's what it says. Don't read it too fast. Don't read it too fast. Don't read it. You'll miss it if you read it too fast. Uh, tell me the first two words, please. A. Stop. If you're prudent, that means you're wise. If you're prudent, that means you're not a fool. If you're prudent, that means you have learned how to take the word of God and you have learned how to walk it out in your daily life. What the text is suggesting, read it now with me, a prudent man sees evil and hides himself. My God, my God, my God. In other words, when the prudent sees evil, they, they, they know that I, I, I don't want evil to get me. So let me back up and go in the opposite direction. That's what a prudent man does. Okay, let's define prudent. The wise man. The wise man means that, that they see all of life as connected. No, remember that. Don't forget that. Whatever I do today is connected to tomorrow. Whatever I do tomorrow is connected to the next day. A wise man says, I can't deceive myself into thinking that what I do today has no impact on tomorrow. Somebody still didn't get it. A wise man says, I can't, I can't keep borrowing money today, putting stuff on credit cards today, and think it has no impact on tomorrow. A wise man says, I can't take out all that student loan today and think that my job working as a bank teller going to pay off all of these student loans on today. Therefore, I will be wise Realizing that all of life is connected. Uh, let me go church here for you. I, 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 a wise man knows if, if I rob God today. Let me not. I'm not going to use that one. Let's just change it. Let's change. No, no. I'm not going to use that one. Everybody in here tithes. I know that. Um, um, a wise man says. A wise man says. If I, if I mess around today. It's going to have an impact on tomorrow. That's what the prudent says. But there's another man, the naive, the fool, the one who does not see all of life as connected. In other words, the fool says, what I do today have no business or impact on tomorrow. I, I, I can eat all I can at Wendy's, KFC, uh, churches, and it will have no impact on tomorrow. Keep eating. <laughs> I can go to a donut shop every single day of the week, enjoy donuts, four of them, and four donut holes. <laughs> and it will have no impact on my weight tomorrow. That's a fool. The text says, the naive sees evil and proceed anyway. Okay, okay, you're not feeling me, you're not feeling me. Uh, Pastor Matt, come up here. Don't take your cameras out. Nobody record this. No, don't sit down yet, I'm coming, I promise you, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. We didn't rehearse, me and Pastor Matt did not rehearse this, by the way. But uh, let's see what happens. The, 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 the wise man sees evil, and what does he do? Height. 
the wise man, um, no, you need to know what you look like. Come here, Pastor Matt, walk to me. The wise man sees evil. What does he do, Pastor Matt? That's exactly, that's what he does. Because he's going to get clobbered if he keeps walking. Let me show you what fools do. Wave your hand if you've ever been a fool. Wave your hand if you've ever been a fool. That's right. Hold on, hold on. Wave your hand if you've been a recent fool. <laughs> come here, come here, Pastor Matt. Come here, Pastor Matt. Watch this now. A wise man sees evil and, and runs. A, a fool, he sees it. He sees what's going to happen. And this is what I'm going to do. He sees it. And here's what the fool does. Don't be praying for him. <laughs> this is the joy of my life. Come on. This is the joy of my life right here, y'all. A wise man sees evil, and the wise man decides that he's going to go in the opposite direction, right? That's what a wise man does. A fool, on the other hand, a fool, he saw the evil, he knows what's coming, and you can't see still. Good. Keep walking, Matt. Keep walking. Keep, keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking, Matt. Keep Keep walking, man. Keep, keep up. That's, you, don't laugh at him. Laugh at yourself. Because we do this foolishness all the time. We know what's coming. You're going to feel some pain. And you still keep walking. And he walking all the way till he fall off the stage. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's hear it for Pastor Matt, everyone. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. I'm here today to tell you that when you see a red flag, I got the biggest one I could, y'all. When you see the red flag, you are to run in the opposite direction. So I gave all of you all a red flag today because I want you to put it in your office, get another one. I want you to put it in your home, get another one. I want you to put it in your car, get another one. Put it on your cell phone so that when you see the red flag, you will go in the opposite direction. Can I get a witness, one family? You may be seated. This is the time to walk out if you don't want to be responsible. Log off, go watch another church. This is the time, I promise you. Because after this, you're responsible now. I'm going to give you 10 of them, 10 things, I believe. 10 red flags. And by the way, whenever you see one, and you know that you have violated it, just, this is the amen. This is the way you take amen today, okay? You just. <laughs> if you know that um, you, you almost married somebody, that had one of these, you need to go, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. If you know you should have seen it in your ex, but you didn't, you need to glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Oh, I'm going to have some fun today. If you know, watch it now, I'm going to get in trouble right now, right now I'm going to get in trouble. If you know, but for the grace of God, I walked past some of these red flags in my current marriage. But for the grace of God, where would I be? Watch, 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 watch. Last one, last one, last one, last one, last one. If you know you are some of these red flags, but because of the goodness of God, he blessed you with a spouse that would overlook your foolish red flags. And because of the grace of God, you still married today loving your spouse. You just ought to wave your flag right now. Just wave it, wave it, wave it, wave it, wave it. Y'all, where, where y'all's flag at? Y'all didn't get no flag? Get your flag. Oh, no, everybody get, you know how much work we have to do to get them flags? Oh, no, everybody get a flag today. In the name of Jesus, we're going to be some flag-raising people today. All right, let's get to work. Come on, we got to go. We have 10 of them. All right, number one. Whew, Jesus, number one. Uh, the first one is, first red flag. 
they start dating you without getting over their ex. One month in, after they done broke up, all of a sudden, they're ready to marry you. And you get so excited that they're ready to marry you because you were desperate, which is why you wouldn't wait, which is why you think you had to go now. In other words, they don't want God to heal them. They want you to heal them. Because the pain that's there, they don't want to deal with the pain. They want you to cover it up so that you will be their healer and their fixer. Not God. But because you were desperate. And because you wanted something to fix. You ran down that street talking about, I'll fix you, I'll fix you, I'll fix you. I've been waiting to fix somebody. And it's a red flag and it's going to hurt you. Ladies and gentlemen, in other words, yeah, the pain is going, to, is, going to, is going to cause you. Or number two, um, the, same, the, same, um, the same first one. The second thought here is that you love the pleasure so much that you still go talk to them every now and again. That your heart still flutters when they call. Because you don't want to get over the... Uh, let me say it another way. You, you, you fall prey to the, the other ex got married, so they want to hasten to get married to show them that they can get married too. And all because they haven't gotten over their pain, and you become the healer of their pain. So they struggle with the position and the fact that um, I'm in a position now and so I don't like it, so I need to change it, so let me hurry up and get married so that it will overcome the pain. Ladies and gentlemen, they chose companionship over the relationship. They chose, I don't want to be lonely anymore, so let me go quickly. And cover it up. I don't know, and I'm not suggesting that there's this perfect time, but I'm suggesting that 12 months is pretty good for you to run to God to get your healing and make sure that you know why this marriage failed so that you can then set up a healthy path in the future. Somebody gonna get mad at me today, I promise you, because they're dating somebody in this house or online, and you're dating somebody right now, and you Four days out of your relationship. And so now you're going to be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. Be mad at yourself. Because you're rushing into it too quickly. Simmer down. Calm down. Love is patient. You don't have to rush it. Number two. Number two. My, 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 my. Number two says, let me go to the screen. Number two says, <clears throat> when they are not okay with being single. Red flag. You know what? Let me take my flags down. Red flag. They're not okay being single. They're desperate. They want to get, they want to get married so badly that now they see somebody, anybody, and all of a sudden, they're running after. In other words, you see singleness as a jail cell to get out of. And you're miserable and you're mad and you're frustrated. And all you want to do is get married so quickly because it's a jail cell that you need to get out of. Which is why you think about it so often, all day, all night, you're on your phone looking. At 10 in the morning, you're looking. At, at noon, you're looking. At 3, you're looking. At 8 p.m., you're looking. At midnight, you're looking. You got up at 2, and you're looking. And then you stayed up till 3, and you're still looking. And you're still trying to find out, is there one for me right now? Here's what you're doing. You are desperate, and you're going to make a bad decision. Because you don't realize what Paul said. Most of you don't even know what Paul said. But number two, if you realize it, you really don't believe it. When he says it's better to be single than to be married. You don't believe it because you don't know how to enjoy the season you're in. And make the most of the season you're in. 
And since you always seen it as a jail cell, when you get out of this jail cell and you get married, there's going to be another jail cell that you put yourself in. Because you're never satisfied. You're always discontent. Therefore, you're always waiting for the next thing that you want that you think God won't give you. So you're going to get it on your own. And so over time, all you do, you see these red flags and you, you say, no, that's not me because I can fix her. I can fix him. It's going to be all right. I don't need all that. That's because you're desperate. You were never satisfied with your relationship with God. So it was always something to get out of. It was never a season you get to enjoy to the fullest for the glory of God. It was a season that you must get out of right now. By the way, <clears throat> a healthy person can see your desperation. They can see it. They can see that you're dissatisfied. Which is why you get so gooey so quickly. Because you're not assessing the right things. You're looking at somebody cares finally. Number one. Number two. Anybody got two red flags? You're supposed to be waving your red flag. You're supposed to be waving it. <clears throat> number three. Number three says, when you expect marriage to fix the person, you think after you get married, everything's going to be all right, and they're going to be fixed, praise the Lord. You think, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, that marriage will, will, all marriage does is amplifies our current trajectory. So if you messed up single, you're going to have a messed up marriage. Because all it's going to do is magnify what you already have. You don't want to deal with that when you're single, then when you get married, it's going to blow it all the way up. But you still think, ooh, when I get married, I'm going to fix them. And you don't realize mm, that the way God created us, he didn't create us to be an A. Because A's can't stand by themselves. So many singles look like this. They're an A, and they're waiting for somebody, the perfect person, to come together so that when they come together, now they finally can stand. Which means you are an unhealthy single who could not stand on their own because you're always waiting for somebody to come and fix you, somebody to give you joy, somebody to help you financially, somebody to help you relationally, somebody to help you with your job because you can't stand on your own. You go in the boardroom and nobody, everybody else is booed up. You be like, I need somebody to boy. I need them now. So you go get the person, but you cannot stand on your own. He didn't call you to be an A, ladies and gentlemen. In other words, what he called you to be is an M. Because as an M, you can stand on your own. You can enjoy the goodness of God. You can enjoy your relationship with God. And if he never sends anybody, you still good because you can stand on your own. And then when he brings somebody close to you, all of a sudden now, together, we are better. And so now you create a beautiful picture because you have two people that can stand on their own. But what we have in churches is too many A's. Who can't stand on their own. Ladies and gentlemen, the season has come. Marriage won't fix you. It will only amplify what you already have. So if you're broken and all you're doing is falling every minute, here's what's going to happen when you get mad. You're going to get somebody and both of y'all are going to fall together. Which is why you address it now while you're single. So that you can abandon the A's. And embrace the M's. Can I get a witness, somebody? <laughs> Marriage won't fix it. Number, number four. <clears throat> On this one, at least two of y'all should run out of the building. <laughs> number four. I give you permission to just get up and say, ain't nobody need this. <laughs> number four. <clears throat> When their character is not what attracts you to them. Don't miss it. Read it slowly. Read it slowly. Read it slowly. What attracts you to them is curves, crypto, clothes, 
and cars, but not their character. Let me say this again. Let me say, this is important. When their character is not what attracts you to them. Now, let me, let me just make one caveat real quick. Um, no, don't marry nobody cray-cray ugly, okay? Don't, 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 don't. You got to look at the person for a long time in the future. Okay? Don't go, too, don't go all the way, just all the way. Can I get a witness? <laughs> you, you got to look at the person. Anyways, let, let me leave that alone. Let me get back to my point. Now, listen. Habakkuk chapter 3. Verse 17 says this. Here's what it says. It says, when everything above the surface fades away, will you still trust God? Okay, 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 okay. When she cuts her hair, when she stuff starts to sag, and when she gets a little weight, and when he don't have the six-pack, and when he loses his job, and when he gets crazy, uh, 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 is there something under that surface that can keep you all together? Let me say it another way. When the bottom falls out, are you going to fall out with it? Because if you look for anything up front, that's not character primarily, mm -hmm. then you're hoping that whatever it is that was so fine, you're hoping that it will last forever. And let me help you out. It ain't going to last forever. What? Let me get my own flag. Let me wave my own flag. <laughs> say it, Pastor. Say it, say it, say it, say it, say it. Say it! The bottom will fall out. It doesn't matter how long. You, the bottom is going to fall out. And the question is going to become. Does this person's character. The fact that they love God more than they love themselves. Can it weather the storm. That you're going to go through. Because if it can't. You just walked right by a red flag. That's going to cause you pain. And you got to remember, the reason the red flag is out there, it's because somebody went before you, assessed the situation, and said, I have seen pain in this kind of circumstance. So if you don't want to experience excruciating pain, then walk in the opposite direction. Because it's a red flag. Can I get a witness, somebody? I'm trying to help somebody today. I'm trying to help somebody today. Lord, have mercy. Number five, number five, number five, number five, number five. Number five says, when others don't celebrate the relationship. My God, when, 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 when somebody else looks at your relationship and says, and you respond, you're just a hater. That's all you are, you're a hater. You're just a hater. You don't have nobody, so you just hate that I got somebody. So me and my boo and me and my girl, we going to do our own thing. That's exactly how you respond. When people have concerns because they can see the red flag, but you so desperate you can't. And when you, watch it, isolate them. So that you too can be by yourself. You have just ignored a red flag. And you're going to get clobbered. When your whole community group says, ah, can, we, can, we, can, we, can we meet her and have some of this? We just want to ask her some questions. No, 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 no. Y'all want to mess up something good. No, they're not trying to mess up something good. They're trying to pre prevent you from getting clobbered. Uh, I'm leaving this group because y'all don't love me. Y'all don't love. I'm done. I'm out. I'm leaving this community group because y'all don't want to give me what I want and be a blessing to me even though I'm about to marry a fool. So I'm out. 
when people are having a hard time, se- okay, let me, let me say it another way. Um, um, you, ever, you ever hear somebody tell an inappropriate joke? Yeah. Say, you know, but you don't know if you should laugh. You'd be like, ooh, that no. Mm. No, no, no. No, that's not one that you laugh. I mean, it's funny, but. I'm not going to laugh. Because you know something deep down it ain't right. That's what happens to your relationship. They'll be like, I want to celebrate, but something, I can't celebrate that because something ain't right there. Can y'all go get some help and see if we can fix this? Before I celebrate, because if I celebrate this, I'm co-signing on something that might be disastrous to y'all too. Because what I care about is you and your health and our relationship which is why I'm fighting for you right now. So when people have a pause about, which is why you got to have some real friends, because some of y'all only have friends that will celebrate even if they think you are an absolute idiot. Now, some of you, by the way, some of you only want those friends. You only want friends that, oh yeah. And some of you listen to all of this contemporary Instagram feed that said, oh yeah, if they don't like you, then tell them bye. No, no, no. No, no, sometimes. There's a reason they don't like you, and you need to deal with that character issue. They actually are a blessing to you to deal with the issue you don't want to deal with. So ain't everybody must shake them off, shake them off, shake, shake, shake them off, shake them. No, you, not everybody you need to shake off. You need to embrace some of them that will help you live the way God wants you to do. All right, what, what number are we at? What number are we? Lord have mercy. Oh, number six, number six, number six. All right. Ooh, two people we're lose on this one, too. When you don't feel safe. Pastor, what do you mean by that? When you don't feel safe. What, what, what do you do when, um, when you don't feel safe? Let me, let me give you a little bit more on this one. When you can't tell your partner how you really feel. Or when you change who you are to fit them. When you got to change you, all of a sudden you're changing you. Just cause, just cause if you say something, all of a sudden they say, like, how oh, could you think that way? They have to overtalk you. They have to say, they have to say, they got the better argument every time. They got to say, no, 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 you just wrong. It's not my fault. It's your fault. You just wrong. And they go over you every single time. And so for you to be happy, you just got to do everything they say. You think that's going to be cool 10 years from now? You think that's going to be cool 20? You think that is worth walking into the office holding hands with somebody? A fool sees a stifling person that stifles you and keeps on going. And you're going to get clobbered. By the way, in no way am I talking physically, oh God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I, I'm just saying, emotionally, you're going to get shut down. And so when you do, you will not have a life anymore. You will adjust who you are to somebody else for the rest of your life. I'm just telling you, that's a red flag. And you should say, Holy Ghost, find me a way out of here now. Text somebody right now and say, hey, don't call me again. Just text them right now and say, don't call Thank you. Don't call me again. That's the application of the sermon right now. Just take your phone out and say, you know what? Having, I've been praying about this, and it seems to me that the Holy Ghost is telling me. Blame it on the Holy Ghost. Blame it on the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is telling me that um, I might need to be moving on. Here's why. Here's why you need to text them right now. Here's why. Here's why you need to text him. Because so far, you have not seen one red flag. You have seen two. <laughs> you have seen two. This is what it looks like right now in your life. This is what it looks like right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. This is what it looks like. And you'll be like, holy ghost, help a sister, help a brother. Oh, my God. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for letting me come to church today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Because you think it's just going to affect you, and it's not. It's going to affect every kid that comes out of that relationship. You think it's just going to affect you, but it's going to affect every niece and nephew 
that's looking at you. You think it's just, you think it's just, well, you know, I just want to do me. I'm tired of doing stuff for everybody. I just want to do me. I'm just, it doesn't matter the red flag. I'm just going to do me, and I'm just going to pray the Holy Ghost work miracles. <sighs> Let's go. Number seven. Oh, my God. When they have more opposite-sex friends than same-sex friends. You'll be like, what does that mean? Um, when, the, when the girl has four bridesmaids and you got one friend and all the rest are girls, so now you have to have one dude as your groomsman and three girls? Something wrong with that. When the only friends you got are girls because of the mystery and mystique, fellas. The mystery and mystique of just interacting with them. But you can't have a dude that can drape you up and say you're wrong? Something wrong with that. Ladies, when everybody that you, all your best friends are, are, are dudes, and you just want to hang out with dudes, just look a little deeper. Something wrong. Let me say it another way. Let me say it another way because some of you are like, I, I, listen, I completely disagree. I just think I can have all that. When, when you get married, your spouse have to ask you to shift that relationship? If they have to ask you to shift, then it ain't right right now. Somebody ought to do this. Lord, have mercy. Jesus. <laughs> if you don't, enlight, don't enjoy having conversations, your guy, with other dudes, the reason I want to talk to you is because of character, not because of mystery. Ooh, where is this going? Ladies. If you, I just don't like girls. Girls are just too messy. I just don't like ladies. I just, that's why I just have to have all guy friends. Just, just ladies. No, something wrong with you. Not the ladies. You. On this one, wave, your, wave the flag for yourself. <laughs> Number eight. Ooh, they love bomb you. To which some of you are like, what is love bomb? What's love bomb? Love bombing is when somebody internally don't want you to get to know who they really are. So they flood you with all kind of love within the first week. And they just be like, you get 50 roses on the first week. And then ask Kanye. You, get, you just send a truckload of roses just to try and get her back. And you'll be like, ooh, will you come back, baby? Baby, will you come back, baby? Oh, Lord, we finna get sued. We finna get sued. My bad. My bad. My bad. Hey, take that out of the tape, okay? Take that. Oh, we don't do tapes no more. Lord have mercy. Anyway, love bombing is when... You want to, you know the person is desperate. So you flood them with 100 roses on the first day, 200 on the second day, 800 on the third day. And then you decide, I'm just going to give them coffee for a week uh, every day to just show up. And right outside the door, there's just fresh coffee brewed just for them. And then the second week, I'm going to turn it over. And I'm just going to send an Uber Black to pick them up and take them to work. And then the following week, I'm going to make sure we go dancing the first week. The second week, we go to, we go to a nice steakhouse on the third day. And you just go, you're going you're gonna to blow their minds with money and with love. Now, let me tell you who this works on. People who are desperate. Because if you're desperate and you ain't never received that kind of benefits, then all of a sudden stuff starts going off inside of you. 
<laughs> and then all, and, and then foolishly, you start, you start putting everything on Instagram. Hey, ooh, look what he did today. Ooh, look what he did today. Ooh, you don't even know what's happening to you. And all of a sudden, you want the world to know. And the world can see that you've been love-bombed. And you'll be like, oh, But you're so desperate, you don't know what's happening to you. And all of a sudden, after three weeks, you're talking about, he gave me a ring. Oh, my God, he gave me a ring. He put a ring on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Knucklehead. First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse four through seven says, "Love is patient. You don't have to rush in. There's something he's trying to hide. Something she's trying to hide. Oh, I could get in trouble right now. When you violate the Bible, I have to go for the big one on this one." Since I just went after the guys, let me, let me go after the girls now. When you violate the Bible, and on your second day you're giving up the goodies. Why, why more flags ain't flying? You're love bombing him. You're love bombing him. You don't even care about the Bible no more. Day number three. You know what? He's been so good. This is the Holy Ghost right here. This is the Holy Ghost. I'm going to hear from two people today. I'm going to hear from Jada in a moment. She's going to say, it don't take all that. And I'm going to hear from my dad. He's going to call me at about 3.30 today. And he's going to say, get a hold of yourself, son. He's going to say, my dad's going to say, it, 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 don't, it don't take all that flags. It, it just don't. It don't. Communicate the word and move on. It don't take all that. But for some of y'all, it does. Let's go. I got to go. My time. I got to go. Number nine. Ooh, these last two. God bless you. You know what's funny about this, y'all? You know what's funny? So I, sometimes, you know, I'm trying to say, okay, what, what, what's, 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 of the, you can come up with 40 of these, right? But you want the best of the best. Sometimes you become, and then the Holy Ghost gives up, and you'll be like, this ain't fear. This is just not fear, Holy Ghost. I'm going to leave this one out. Them last two is one of those. Number nine. In conflict, they shut down, belittle. They shut you down. I'm just, I'm walking out. I'm not taking you no more. I'm done. Or they belittle or it's never their fault. So either they give you the Heisman and say, I don't want to talk no more, I'm done. Or they say to you, if your mama had raised you right, we wouldn't be in this situation right now. But because of your mama, your daddy wasn't in your life. That's probably why too. And then because you grew up in that raggedy house, <laughs> That's why you behave. This ain't my fault. This is your fault. And they don't take responsibility. I'm going to help somebody now. Um, whenever you, if, if you're, you know, divorced and you're going to marry somebody else who has been divorced, you must ask them why you got divorced. I'm going to get real close because somebody's going to leave the church over this. If they say 
anything and start the conversation about blaming the other person? I'm just telling you, that's a red flag. Because here's what they could have said. I saw the red flags, I just ignored them. You ever notice how when something bad happens in a relationship, you ever notice how you, you, you don't talk about what you did. You talk about what they did. Because you want to tell the story and you want the story to be in your favor. So ain't nobody going to say, yeah, I was jacked. <laughs> ain't nobody going to say, I was a mess. Ain't nobody going to say, I was desperate. Ain't nobody going to say, well, I overlooked all these red flags. I saw them all and I just said, it don't matter. I still need some, so I'm going to marry them. Nobody says that. You start blaming them. Well, if they would not have, and if they would not have, and if they would not have. No, there can be issues, but just realize the stuff you did that created and allowed the environment to start that nonsense. Does that make sense, everybody? It's a big deal. That's why for this one, you ought to raise the red flag on yourself. Because either you love to fight or you love to flight. There are only two, fight, flight, or the other one is be vulnerable and walk through the tunnel knowing that it's going to get harder before it gets better. Let's, let's do a little test real quick, then I got to go. It's the last one. If you're here today and you're a, everybody's one of these two, if they don't put up their hands, then you, that's a red flag. <laughs> that's it's a red flag. If they don't know what they are, then you better stay as far as you can away from them in the name and by the blood of Jesus. Are you a fighter or are you a flight? That's what I'm going to ask you. Run from, you run from conflict or you run toward conflict? Everybody does one. If you don't, come get this flag. <laughs> this one right here, just come get it. Number one, any fighters in the house? Let me see your hand if you're a fighter. Any fighter, put it, put it in the chat, I'm a fighter, I'm a fighter, I'm a fighter. Okay, good. If you're a fighter, you, you love to run. You don't like to fight, you don't like conflict, you love to run. Good. So now you need to realize that you got a flag. Because what both of us are supposed to do is enjoy being vulnerable, prioritizing the relationship over the issue. In order to do that... Listen, fam, in order to do that, you got to expose yourself to being hurt, which very few people teach us how to do. Does that make sense? All right, last one. Let's go to number 10. Number 10. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. When they are trying to get something from you that they should only get from God. That is a red flag. You ever meet somebody and all, they want you to affirm them every day of their lives? Man, you're so good, man. Oh, listen, man, you're amazing. Oh, man, you did that so good. Oh, oh, man. And all, you want somebody walking around you 24 hours a day talking about you good, you're good, you're good, you're good. There are four needs only God can meet. Acceptance. Security. Purpose. Are the needs only God can meet. There's one more. The last one is security. Only God can meet. So in light of that, if you're trying to get any of those from the person you're dating or from the person you're married to, then you're trying to get them something, get something from them, that God's the one that gives that to you. So here's what you do in the end. You squeeze them so much to get, and you ring them so much to get something that they cannot give you because God has to. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to tell you, you must get that from God so you have it to give, but you can't expect it or demand it from the person you're dating or the spouse that you got. That comes from God. You don't demand it from them they shouldn't demand it from you. You get that from God. All right, let's see if we can get out of here now. Um, a train, two trains are on the track. One's going to get to a small town. The train stops. There are a lot of kids on this train. The train stops. There's an issue. They're trying to fix it. The, uh, the conductor says, hey, we need to send two guys with flags, red flags, to stop the next train from hitting the train that's stationary. They sent them about literally half a mile down the road with two flags. Mm -hmm. And they're doing this on the track when the train 
is coming. The other conductor keeps driving that train, keeps driving that train. They see the guy with the flag, keep driving the train. And he goes right by the guy. The guy has to get out of the way, and the train barrels down the track. The tr there's a true story. The train hits the other train, hurting, dismembering, and killing some of the people on the first train. Why did that happen? Because they ignored the red flag. Now, here's what I want you to realize. When you ignore the red flag, you're not just ignoring it for you. Mm -hmm. You're ignoring it for every person associated with you. It's not an isolated decision. It is a legacy decision. It is therefore imperative that you understand them. That is why I want all of you to get this little red flag. And here's where it needs to go. It needs to go in your pencil holder on your desk at work, in your pencil holder on your um, desk in your home office. It needs to go in your car by the little cup holder so that everywhere you go, you will see. You're not just violating a red flag for you. You're doing it for every person associated with you. You're doing it for the kid in the back seat. You're doing it for the kid <clears throat> that's a student. And what you're doing is setting them up with a model of what not to do instead of a model of what you should do. So as we close today, I want to ask all our singles to stand in the house today. Everybody that's single today, I need you to stand. Will you stand where you are, please? If you're single, <clears throat> unmarried, let me change it because some people don't know. If you're unmarried, then I want you to stand. Unmarried, then you stand. Anybody unmarried, I want you to stand. Uh, those of you who are seated, will you give those who are standing a round of applause, please, everybody? <laughs> if you're in the chat, just, just, just write, I'm single, and why I want you to stand, because I want to pray for you right now. <clears throat> Let's go to prayer. Father, um, I just thank you for each person that's standing. Uh, God, if, there's a, if they're in a relationship right now and there's some red flags, I pray that they'll begin the process of literally having a discussion about them. If there are multiple red flags, three, four, five, six, seven, then God, give them the courage to make a wise decision. Um, because the prudent sees danger and hides. They do not keep going in light of that, God. Will you anoint your men and women with wisdom beyond their years? so that they can see it and make a decision based on it. Then, God, I pray that you will give them the joy of the Lord. I pray that they will know life and life more abundantly. I pray that they will walk in it in everyday life, that the season they're in will not be a jailhouse they're trying to get out of, but it will be a season that the Lord has anointed them for and let them live it to the fullest for the glory of God. And then, God, I pray that in the fullness of time, when they have readied themselves, that you will pr provide for them the right person that was sent from heaven for them. And that if that is their desire, that you will bring the person, not of their dreams, but of God's dreams for them, so that the two will become one. Will you prepare them all for the next season by letting them enjoy their current season and be content and satisfied in it. We pray this celebrating the name of Jesus. In his name we pray. And everybody said? Come on, why don't you give yourselves now a round of applause for the goodness and the grace of God. You may be seated. You may be seated. We've got